The other day I was at this uh, young adults conference, Rise Up in Ottawa, which is run by CTO, the Canadian Focus. And uh, one of the speakers got up and he told this really embarrassing story, which was that while he was on his Christmas visit to his family, was hanging out with his folks and his family members, him and his brother got up one day and decided they were going to go for a run. And he was like, you know, when you're, when you're on Christmas break, you like eat a lot and you're sleeping in more. So you're usually not like feeling your best. So they decided to go for a run and they get dressed and go out and start running. And he was like, well, as I was running, I uh, started to feel a little gassy inside, you know. And you're out there going for a run. You're like, well, okay, it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to let it rip, you know. So, so he, uh, so he did. And as soon as he did, he realized it was a mistake. And he was like, oh my goodness. He stopped running right away. He's like, hey bro, I got to go back to the house now. Because <laughs> it was more than just gas, you know. <laughs> Terrible story. And all of us are sitting there like, oh my goodness, I can't believe he's telling us this. It was just the other day. And then he was like, what's the point in me telling you this story? The point is that if just the other day something disgusting like that can happen to me, and I'm up here speaking to you at this conference, then God can use absolutely anybody to do his will and to share his message. He used a lot more explicit terms to describe the situation than I used, as you can imagine. But anyway, I thought, there's no way I'm ever going to tell a story like that about myself. So I'll just use his story. <laughs> Nothing like that has ever happened to me either. So, but, um, but God can use anybody to do his will and to spread his message. And sometimes he wants to use the absolutely most useless or or pathetic or, you know, unsuccessful person to do what he wants to do and to spread his message. The person with the least talents or the person with the most problems to do what he wants to do. And Jesus was not that person. But when, when uh, the disciples heard that Jesus was from Nazareth, Nathaniel thought, he's from Nazareth? Like... How could God do anything good with somebody from Nazareth? It's such a little, like, pathetic town with all this bad reputation. I don't know exactly the facts about Nazareth, but that's what they say, you know, that Nazareth had a bad rep. And they were all like, that's impossible, you know? You know, how could God ever use somebody from Germany? <laughs> Just kidding. There's lots of amazing, awesome people like Michael from Germany, right? How could God use somebody from Chepstow? Chepstow is my hometown. People ask me where it is, and I'm like, well, don't worry. It's, there's only 200 people in Chepstow, counting the cows and chickens. <laughs> God can use you, even though, even though you're not perfect, even though you fall a lot, even though you get in fights with other people, even though yeah, you've got bad habits, even though you're still overcoming whatever it is you're overcoming. Right? God can still use you and he still wants to. That's the awesome thing about being a missionary. God has chosen you. He's chosen me to be a messenger of his word. He's chosen me to, to share his love 
with the world. You know, we're here for a few days, get away before you go and, and pray a lot for six days and before you begin your, your next last few months as a missionary for this year. It's like, let's renew that. God has called me to be here. He's called me to be his, his mouthpiece. He's called me to be his megaphone, to be his social media platform so he can share with the world his awesome posts about his love. Guys, look at this, look at this quote from the first reading, which we were all listening to so attentively at this early hour of the morning. Um, let me see if I can find it. The way we came to know love, this is what St. John says, the way we came to know love was that he laid down his life for us. So we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. You know, yesterday we were talking about like, I don't know, uh, problems and things we need to stop doing. And that might be hard. Like, it might be really hard, and it is hard. It's hard for us to to do God's will. It's hard for us to be missionaries. It's hard for us to, to live up to the calling that he's given us at this time in our lives. It might be a sacrifice. But John is like, look at this, look at this. The way we came to know love was this. The crucifix, Christ on the cross. This is so much you could say like psychologically about the way you came to know love, you know? When someone, when someone gets to experience their sexuality for the first time in a way that's like traumatic, it, it wounds them almost permanently, you know? Uh, a lot, of, a lot of young men have that problem with experiencing porn at such a young age that it's like my first experience of like love, of, of human love, of that thing that's supposed to be good and beautiful and wholesome was deranged and messed up. And so now my way of perceiving love is deranged and messed up. Isn't that true? And, and, uh, and it takes a lot to heal that. But John says the way that we really came to know real love is this, laying down your life. Like it's like before that, I didn't know what real love was. And it's true. We've come to see it in Christ. We've come to see him laying down his life. So, so if it's hard and if it causes us to have to lay down our life in just a little way, then it's like, let's man up to it. Let's be strong. Let's, let's embrace it with our whole hearts. It doesn't matter to me how hard it's going to be. If I want to love, like re- really love, like, like real love, like Christ's, then I'm willing to lay down my life.